0: Welcome to Island Baptist Church. Greg's lesson today is in Psalm 119, titled A Day in a Thought Life. I want to talk want us to talk today about your brain. All right? Have you checked on your brain yet today? Well, the the brain is quite 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 the amazing uh, the amazing thing um, and the title of today's message is uh, A Day in the thought life, or maybe a day in your thought life, but it's kind of a, mid- a day in my thought life. So I'm going to walk you through maybe parts of of what goes on in my brain every day, and 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 hopefully you relate to it a little bit. You're wired up, I suppose, the same way that I am. According to healthybrains.org, here's what they say about your brain: Your brain is a three-pound universe that processes up to 70,000 thoughts each day. Now, some, some, things say, some places say you process between 6,000 thoughts a day up to this number, 70,000 plus per day. Well, that breaks down to about, um, at, at, at the low end of what the numbers say, that's about six or seven thoughts a minute. At the high end, that's about 60 thoughts a minute. And of various and crazy things that you think about, Right? Your brain, your brain just keeps on going. And, and uh, just to do it a little differently, I'll go a little old school in my pocket. One website said this about the things that, that, that we think about the most often. I'm not sure it's really me, but um, things, thoughts that we think over and over again. I'm going to forget everything. Something horrible is going to happen to my dog. Everyone's going to realize I'm stupid. I have that. I have that thought sometimes. Nobody likes me, and then what if I'm next? That's what they said were the top five. I I would think like one of my top thoughts of the day is, when do I eat next? I mean, I mean, you talk about reoccurring thoughts. It's like, what's for dinner? What's for snack? What's for what's for next? But we got this three-pound universe going on inside of our head. And, and and it's a part of us, but we control it. And it's a weird symbiotic relationship that we have with our brain. But our brain is not our mind. A brain is the matter that sits in there that God designed. Our mind is what goes in and what goes out, and and how we uh, shape our thoughts and attitudes. I looked up some uh, some different different ways to figure out how we think, and they like the the one I'm going to show here is, says there's three stages in critical analysis of thinking and making decisions but other ones gave like eight and nine processes and I think the the, the three really boils it down to how we think about things other than maybe what we're going to have for lunch um, it's, first of all it's co- we have to comprehend something and I, and I want us to just set aside the things that are normal thinking about uh, mechanical things but on a spiritual level we have to comprehend something God brings his 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 word into our life we comprehend it we go we go oh I think this is what God's saying second is we analyze it and we say hmm I wonder if that's really true or not Uh, and how does that really work in my life we make this analysis and number three is evaluation we determine whether or not it's true enough for us to incorporate it into our life the good thing with God's word is God's word is true it's it's always true it's always been true and once we understand that, we take that at, at face value, we, we don't have to do number three anymore. We say, God says it, I'll do it, okay, right? So all we have to do is learn to comprehend it and analyze it and bring it into our hearts, and that's what we're going to talk about today is taking God's Word and how do we put it in our hearts, and then how do we use it in a practical uh, and practical fashion. So we talked a little bit about what we think, and then I want us to talk just briefly about how we think. Um, According to the, all the stuff I've read over many, many years about the way we think, is that we typically, we can do, we can multi-process. But we don't, we only really process one idea at a time. And the other ones kind of go on the back shelf. Have you ever done that with an idea? You have an idea and a problem and you're, and you're like, you quit thinking about it and you think about something else. And it's still mulling around in there, but it's not like you're analyzing. But then you come back to it and you go, oh, there's the answer. Happened to you? Got All right, so but what we do is we tend to sit, think in circular fashion. So we go from one thing to another. Our brain, on the other hand, continues to process these things for us in the background. And then when we bring them back, so what happens is we go around in circles and we think about thing after thing after thing. And some of us who have la- who would have labels like ADD, H- I can't even say it, ADHD. I probably would qualify for that. Just by the way, I think and act, but. uh we think in circles, maybe faster in bigger circles. Some people think in smaller circles. But we go around, and we have ideas one after another, and they pelt us all day long up, up, to, up to one per second during our busiest times. And it just wears you out sometimes, doesn't it? And so we need to evaluate what the difference be- is between good ideas and God's ideas. Your ideas are all good, Right? Or you wouldn't be having them. You would exchange them for something else. Or at least you think they're good. But what happens, we come up against God's word. And then we see our good idea is not God's idea. Then we need to throw one of those out. And it always needs to be our idea. We need to throw it out. And how often we hit God in that circle has a big factor on how our days go, how our lives go. So I'm going to challenge you with this this one scripture for the day. We're going to look at it several times throughout the day. Psalm 119, 11. I hope you're familiar with it already. You've heard it before. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the more we know God's word, the more his word in our hearts keeps us on track and keeps us from going off, off the rail and sinning. Has this, has this verse worked for you in the past? Have you found that happened? So you're about ready to do something, all of a sudden a verse pops in your mind or a thought that says, no, this is not the best thing. And so God works through your conscience, which is just the natural part he built in there, but he works specifically, he promises, through his word that we absorb. How do we absorb his word? Well, through our daily reading, through, through going to church. Sometimes you go to church and you think, I didn't get anything out of that. But guess what? You did because you revisited some of God's principles that are going to be stored up in your heart for the time that you need them later on so that you might not sin against God. So let's talk a little bit about, about the word sin. Um, the, the word sin has a, I remember from a kid, from a little kid hearing my pastor say there are sins of commission and sins of omission. The sins that you do, things you do that the Bible says don't do, and there's the sins that you things that you don't do that the Bible says you should do. So one sin you commit, the other one the sin is because you omit these things out of your life, even though God wants them in your life. So when we when we try not to sin against God, we we kind of work from that premise that there's a whole host of things in God's word that he wants us to be doing, and there's a host of the probably fewer things he doesn't want us to be doing. Uh and when we try to do those things, when we're on, on target there, then we avoid sin and we honor God. And, of course, our lives are a lot better because sin brings no good to our lives. It brings complication. It brings difficulty. It brings heartache. So understanding sin is recognizing that God has the right to determine what's right and wrong for us. And then we buy into that through our faith in him. So there we have the sins of commission and sins of omission. And so it's our job to take these sixty or 70,000 thoughts a day and do what Paul says and make them, every one of them, a captive and obedient to Christ. So now imagine the jail space we need for that. If You're going to take all your thoughts and you're going to captivate them. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but it is, it is a process that, that should go on in your life all day long. You think thoughts, think thoughts, you go back to God. You think thoughts, think thoughts, you go back to God. And you try to keep God in that loop. So what I'm going to do today, <clears throat> don't be afraid, but I'm going to take you through about 100 verses that can apply to your life. And I, I know you, some of you guys are just itching to run for the door. But here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to walk through a mental scenario of perhaps an average type day for me, and I hope it's similar to you, trying to put God in our lives as, as Christians and believers. We're trying to start our day with God. And then I'm going to tell you my thoughts, and then I'm going to ask you to read back the Scriptures, their their small portions of Scripture, to me and give me advice as though the Lord is speaking to me, which He will be because it's His Word. So... It goes, something like, it goes something like this. I start my day in the morning and, and say it's a good morning. I, I want to say, Good morning, Lord. I'm, I'm just glad to be here. And what we're going to do is we're going to split these scriptures so that you guys will do one and then you guys will do the next one. You're just say them out loud, okay? When, they come, when your time comes, back and forth. We'll see how this goes. All right. So I wake up in the morning and I say, Oh, good morning, Lord. All right, got to get a little more in sync there, but we're, we're, we're coming along. That's okay. That's a good start. I figured we'd start that way. All right, so I guess I need to be thinking about God's Word today. All right, so I'm going to get started with a little bit of a bit of devotional reading here today. And, you know, I'm feeling kind of tired. I don't have a whole lot of energy today. Thank you very much. I need, I need to focus on him. And uh, I'm thinking about, wait, before we read this one, I'm thinking about having like a two dozen donuts for breakfast. <laughs> all right, all right, well, maybe, maybe not quite two dozen donuts would be it, so uh, uh, I, I guess that's true. All right, all right, God, I'm going I'm to try to do the right thing. I'm not going to eat all those donuts. I just want to be like you. All right. Well, we got that. Got, got a little devotion out of the way, God. I'm glad to be here with you, and uh, I'm excited about today. And, oh, crud. I got that one big meeting today, and you know who's going to be there, don't you? Z. <laughs> Z is going to be there. Nobody here. His name is Z, are you? Okay. It's, <laughs> And you know how I feel about Z. Um, <sighs> I'm sick of all that she does to me. And you know what? I, I'm going to embarrass her hard in this meeting. That's what I'm going to do. Do not take revenge. Now, wait, wait a minute. A little embarrassment, God, is, is not really revenge, is it? No, no, it's not that bad. It is time to revenge, the Lord. All right, all right. So I can't get even with her, but... I, I've, I I'm still just so mad at her all right I haven't been doing so good at that every last few nights I've been thinking about her how much i I don't hate her I guess, but I'm close, you know <laughs> You know how she is I', I it, no one can blame me no one can blame me. You're All right, I guess that means even including his. But uh, you know, I can't stand to be around her, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do all I can to stay away from her. Except another just Christ. Okay, but she's gonna be just like she's always been. God, God, you're asking me some really hard thing. I can't, I can't bless her. She's too hard. I can't. I just can't. Alright, alright, so your word is is true. I, she's a difficult person and she's, I, I mean not many people could be as wonderful as me anyway, so Alright, God. God, I was just joking, I know, I know, I'm not that I'm not all that in a piece of cake either so, um, uh, anyway, I know I shouldn't compare myself with her, but it, I'm not as bad as her, am I? Really? My conscience is clear All right, so I I know I I have things going on in my life that I'm not really aware of, and I I guess I need to look at that a little differently, also. Now, now, do do you relate to that? Uh, Hopefully, this is not. I, I see some of your heads going this way. Yeah, do you relate to those kind of struggles? That you have these, these feelings, you have these thoughts, and they just run through, your, they run through your mind. But that's what taking our thoughts captive is, is that we say, here's a thought. Oh, I, I know a scripture that compares to that. And so, if at any point in that process, if that's you, and it has been, I'm guessing, if you ignore those, the scripture and you just take off down that road, how does that usually go for you? That's like the best day ever, right? No, you, get, you end up being angry. You end up being bitter. You end up, end up not doing some great things maybe you could have. You don't enjoy your family. So these things, these things happen. And so now I've, I've, I've done all this worrying and things before the meeting. So now here comes the meeting, and I'm telling myself, all right, here's, Z is going to be there, and i got to be ready for this, all right? So here's, my, here's, here's what I need to be thinking about right now. Okay, I know she's gonna to try to make me look bad, but that's, that's what I'm gonna do. She's, she always ends up slanting the story and to make me look bad. But today, I'm gonna to, to get the jump on her and I'm gonna do it first. You shall you shall be be well be. Be. Is slanting the story really the same as lying, God? Yeah, I, 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 guess, I, I guess it is. You know, she, you say you're supposed to love her, but she's so hard to love. I know she's going to treat me bad again, though.: love, love, love. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to give her the benefit of the doubt, aren't I? I've got to give her a chance. Um, and there she is, all great. She's doing her usual thing and making me look bad. Well God, how why am I supposed to deal with this? Be kind Be kind, but you know, God, she's the one that needs to come to me and ask me to forgive her. She's the one that did stuff. Okay, so she did the wrong thing, and i got to go to her? That, that, that just doesn't seem right. That just doesn't seem right at all. Okay, so either way, I'm the one that has to go to her. So what, what if I don't want to go, God? I don't want to talk to her. Do I, do I have any other options? Well, I guess I do. There's a, another passage that's not up there, and it says this. It says, love covers a multitude of sins. So I can do that. All right, God, I'd rather do that than talk to her about it, because I'm really in no mode to do that. Or, my other option is this. I'm just not going to forgive her. not going to do it. Shaking your head at me. <laughs> Not a good idea, is it? No, because the Bible says this. Okay, so you kind of back me into a corner, but it's for my own good. I I kind of get that. I kind of get that. And I mentioned this passage earlier. I just got them out of out of order. A man's wisdom gives him patience, it is glory to overlook, and he who covers an offense promotes love. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Okay. All right, God, I'm going to stay calm, but this is very stressful for me. I'm feeling the stress right now. I'm feeling it. So our thoughts go on and on and and, and unfortunately in in a setting like this it's, it's kind of slow to get all those that, that back and forth. But you know how your brain works, right? Man, it's just like, it is sharp. And the more we have stored away and tucked away in our hearts, the more ammo we have to not sin against God and to complete His purpose and His, uh, His mission for our life. Now, does this sound, does, does this sound crazy to you? Is, is, this, is, this, is this your thought life also? My guess is that it is. And the quantity of your minute-by-minute course corrections you make every day determines your joy, it determines your, your peace, and it determines your successfulness in pleasing God. And, you know, we're all wired up as believers. God put a desire in each and every one of you to please Him. You know, even on your worst day, even in your worst moments, when you got the farthest away from God since you got saved, there was part of you that still said, I really want to do the right thing, because the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you, and He helps you do that, and He wants to help you make these corrections. Here's our verse again, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, and we we're reminded that God's word is, is God-breathed, and it's useful. I used to think of the Bible in terms of a general guidebook. You know, it's just like in general, you just kind of hear it, and you kind of in general follow God, but you don't you don't follow God in general, you follow God in the specifics. He 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 lays things out, and you say yes or you say no, and then you learn, and then you finally say yes, and then He gives you more and more and more. We follow God in specific. I remember a time when when I was in this general mode, even as a even as a pastor, I, I kind of was applying, you know, I was doing some of the application, but I never thought of it in terms of a a, a, a this this quite this this much of a. Uh, I don't know a specific tool in my in my life, and a, a pastor friend of mine opened up the front of his Bible and he had a whole list of little passages for each, and they were listed by topic so that he could say if you are counseling with somebody or you are you are wondering about a topic, here is here is some verses for all of those, and 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 I'd done that, but I never really put it. In, in that form. So I made a little thing and put it in front of my, my Bible. And all of a sudden, it changed because every time I started to have one of those negative thoughts, it's like, oh, the Bible says something about that. And it, it kind of codified it and helped, helped me say that this is a tool book and the scripture is not just. Good for general inspiration, but it's good for specific. Uh, it breaks down how to fix things and get things done. And then the Bible tells us also we're to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. So our minds and our hearts work together so that we can honor God and we can do the things that He wants us to do. So I go to the meeting and and I I come out successfully and I I, I don't blow up and then I. I get to say he who covers offense fence promotes love and I'm doing that and then I go back, back to our little dialogue here and I say alright God here you go you're talking about this love thing again who's going to hold this girl accountable that's what I want to know do do not but that's how I'm going to hold her accountable is I'm, going to, I'm going to tell other people what she did can I do that even her even her But you know how she is. You know how mean she is. Amen. So I guess you're judging my motive too. And you know that I'm not very clean at this either. Because I'm, I'm still angry. I'm still working on that. So I, I, get, I guess I can't sit in judgment on her. I guess I can't. But I realize that I've sinned, so I'm going to go to this verse. If we confess our sins, He's faithful, He's just. He'll forgive us our sins, He'll cleanse us and purify us from all unrighteousness. And then I, then I, I rethink the thing and say, I was going to throw her onto the bus, but I can't do that because I know that without wood, a fire goes out. And without gossip, quarrel begins to die down. And then I start to look inwardly and I realize that, that I, I, I'm partly to blame for what's going on in this relationship. I have not been perfect in it. And then I come to Proverbs 16, two, a man's ways seem innocent to him, and I always think I'm innocent until uh, I get before God and then my motives are pretty much laid bare and I'm not a very good person sometimes. So this happens, happens all the time, and defending your mind is not a once-in-a-while affair. It's something we do all the time. All the time, uh, and I've used this phrase before. I've heard it a long time ago. It's, it's one thing for a bird to come land in your hair, but it's another thing to let him make a nest there, and that's kind of where it is. We have to keep shooing these thoughts off, and the only way to shoo them off in a proper way is to circle back our thoughts to God and say, God, what do you have to say about this? What do you? And he will remind you of the things that he has taught you if we turn to him and we go back to him the problem with our brains is this: is you can't just turn it off. Don't you wish you could sometimes? Um, I I I'll sit at home sometimes, and I just I just be staring at the wall. And she say, "Aren't you bored?" "Nope." I, "What are you thinking about?" And I say, "Nothing." But you know that's not the truth, is it? There's I've been thinking like like a, a thought a second, all sorts of here and there. And I don't I don't think like this pattern I gave you here is like the the synopsis of of thoughts. But if that was my morning, they would be like hundreds of thoughts jumping in between there. Many about food, many about other things going on, you know. How am I going to fix this? Oh, I wonder what how this is going. I wonder if I have enough money for that. All those thoughts will be p- bouncing in in the middle of this, what looks like a a nice little stream, but our brains, most of our brains don't work that way. But you cannot turn it off. It's all, always working, and, and science backs that up. Uh, a place called LiveScience.com uh, said just that. People are thinking about nothing. Could also be having a stream of consciousness of uh, other things that are going on in the background. So your brain is this amazing little universe. And God wants us to tame the mind for his glory, and then for of course always for our benefit. But the brain never stops thinking. It's always going on. And my thoughts, as I mentioned, are more like a shotgun, a shotgun approach. Um, <clears throat> and so now I'm gonna give you some of those shotgun approach, and we've got a, a good number of passages to get through here, and then then we'll wrap up. But there there's a Bible verse for everything. You realize that? Everything that's important in life there's a Bible verse. And so we're going to just go through some of those right now. First of all, I need to uh make sure that that I'm n- I sometimes I kind of want to pat myself on the back a little bit think I oh I finally did something really good. And then the Bible verse jumps up, it's your turn again. The real problem is It's against the rulers and authorities of this world. That's where the real struggle is. It's not against Z. It's not against you. It's not against other people. It's about those other ones. And sometimes I feel like such a loser. I've got to be careful the way I choose my words. Sometimes... The situation seems impossible. There's, there's no way for me to do the right thing. Sometimes I tend to get in a hurry. Sometimes I feel like I'm the worst and only mess up there is. Sometimes I just feel alone and lonely. As, as as crazy as this way to get saved is, sometimes it's it's easy to doubt our salvation. And God wrote those things so that we can know that we have eternal life if we have Jesus in our life. Sometimes you feel unloved. Sometimes I look at who I am and the things I do and I think I'm really good and sometimes I think I'm really crummy. Both ends of the spectrum, right? Right? Sober judgment. I need to look at myself realistically. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst, but I am loved and I am forgiven. And I don't know about you, but my priorities many times get out of whack. And that's what this whole process is. It is praying without ceasing. You need God, and I need God every second of every day to help guide our lives, to guide our thoughts, to, so that He can guide our actions, so that we can f- fulfill His purpose in our lives. The problem is, if you notice most of these thoughts, they, they kind of come up in this category right here, right? They're negative. They're negative. Um, pessimism. And negativity is, is a curse of the human race. Um, according to some research, as many as 98% of our thoughts that we think are the exact same thoughts that we thought yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, if you're, if you're cranking out anywhere between six and 60,000 or so thoughts a day, you're going to run out of original thoughts in a very short period of time. Am I right? I mean, it's like same thoughts, same thoughts, same patterns, same pattern. And God's Word helps us to break those patterns so that even if they turn into a new same, they're a godly same and they're an they're encouraging same. So 98% of our thoughts are the same, but even more significant than that, some 80% of our thoughts, according to um, brain and thought research people, say that uh, are negative. 80% of our thoughts that come through our mind tend to be negative. Oh no. Instead of, oh yeah, oh no, it's like this is going to happen, oh I'm afraid of this, worry, all those things that go on. And so it, it works both ways that, that when we're tired we tend to think more negative thoughts and when we, tend, when we think more negative thoughts we tend to be tired. And so God has something different for us. He, he wants us to be uh, full of energy both physically and He wants us to be full of energy in our mental way. So what we've been doing, uh, if it's dragging us down, we need to find a way to, to, to take that 80% and start making that number be smaller by putting things off and adding new Scripture in our life, getting God more in that circle more often. And then we need to do what Philippians 2.14 says, do everything without complaining or arguing. And sometimes we do that just in our mind. Maybe you're really good, you keep your mouth zipped up. But in your mind, you're complaining all the time, and it's just wearing you out. We go back to our verse for the day, your word I've hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. And God's word, when we take it in, when we acknowledge him, it's living and it's active. You might, you might read a, a newspaper article and it sits in, your, sits in your mind, and you may never think of it again, but God promises his word never comes back empty. If it comes in there and you honestly take a moment to consider it and and say, yes, I agree with God, he can bring that back in a miraculous and wonderful way, and he will help transform your mind from the 80% to a better percentage. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you can prove what's good and acceptable. The more you think the way that God thinks, let's run through a few more, and we'll be done for the morning. I, there's still quite a few. Let me see how many more there are. It's 137 more. Not quite that, but there are there are, there are several more to to, to to give you ideas. Um, so sometimes I'm selfish and greedy, and sometimes I just there's never enough for me. And I'm certainly selfish. I selfish and and uh, we're all sexual beings. Do not think about and and I get afraid. I get tired of doing what's right. But things get hard for me. Do not worry about me. But this, but this, but this is so bad. I don't even know how I'm going to get through this. I feel like I live every day without much purpose or meaning. Now, God, that's just for the super super apostles, right? That's for every, for all. Just the twelve are supposed to do that, not me, right? You want to use me? I, I don't really feel that qualified. Maybe you should use somewhere else. You yourselves are full of goodness, our knowledge, and Every believer is competent to help somebody. Yeah. You don't have to know it all. You just got to know some of God's word, and you can help people. And just what is this gospel truth? God, that's kind of narrow-minded. I'm not. People aren't really going to go for that. I don't think. Well, I guess you know, being made fun of a little bit because I believe something so wonderful. I guess if that's what suffering is, it's got to be okay. I, I do want to be an example. I know that's true, but I still find it hard to talk about the things of God. That's a lot already, isn't it? And, and, and you know there's more, right? I mean, when you're a believer, you, you, you grasp onto those little nuggets. And in church and in Bible studies, we dig, we take a passage and we break it down, and we learn all we can about that subject, and that's the right way to do it. But in the time of your need, you don't need a 45-minute recap of that study. What you need is that little nugget, that little part of that verse that encapsulates God's idea, God's purpose, uh, God's principle that keeps you on track God's doing a great work in and through you. He's changing your heart. He's changing your mind. He's bringing you to where he wants you to be. But we have to open our, our hearts to who he is and what he's doing. Are you growing in that? A whole bunch of more passages that, 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 that talk about church attendance. I don't want to go to church. Well, forsake not assembling together. What about the one another passages? We need to do all these one another things. Yes, we do. They're just, it's just one after another. And don't let it overwhelm you like it's too much. It is. It's too much. But His grace is sufficient. He'll, he'll teach you one little piece at a time, transform your life into something beautiful. And now you know what? I say that like it's not happened. He's already done that, hasn't He? He's changed your life if you believe. And He's continuing to change your life for his, and, and his glory and your good through the power of His Word. I'm going to invite you to pray with me if you would at this time. God, we thank You that Your Word is alive. And God, it's working in our hearts and in our brains. And we thank You for the miracle of our brains and how, how it works. God, it, we don't understand hardly at all how it works, but you've caused it to, uh, to work so that we could realize who you are, we could come into your presence, we could know and experience you, and God, we could have eternal life with you. And we pray today that you'll open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, and Lord, we say yes to you as you continue to mold us and make us after your will, we pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for visiting, find us at www.islandbaptistchurch.org.